0: Ten. Nine. Ignition sequence starts. Six. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel. Your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack. Today is July 6th, and um, i got a quick episode for you all today. So let's get started with that. The first piece of information we have is this from Shifrin in the uh, forum. And he says the GMC RPIP18 conflict of interest community feedback. So what is this? Let's have a look to see what's different. Saying he says in the conflict of interest section of RPIP18, there says that any GMC member who submits a grant application shall abstain from scoring, voting on, or participating in GMC discussions about any grants. During an application period for which they are an applicant, they may participate in the ratifying snapshot vote. They may also score, vote, and participate in discussions in future rounds during which their grant is ongoing, provided they have not submitted an application during that round for any new grants. So basically, what this means is that, say, um, you know, on the GMC, I'm a member. I submit a grant. That means I am not allowed to discuss any grants that are on the slate for the GMC in that round. Um, that, yeah, we'll, we'll carry on with that. Um, so it says, GMC members are often highly active community participants who frequently apply for grants. This would be very debilitating to some of the most active members of the GMC from being able to contribute, which poses a risk to the GMC functioning efficiently. Instead of completely excluding them, an alternative approach would be to disqualify them participating in decisions related to projects that can be argued as being within their own industry or line of work. In such cases, an applicant should have the ability to challenge or nullify a committee member's decision if they can present a convincing argument that their own work is similar. Or if we want to take this step further, we could make specific categories. Sorry, I lost my place. We could make specific categories. Yeah, here it is. Um, the applicants um, fall under such as research, development, f- development feature, marketing, etc. Along with this solution, the GMC members shall repeatedly. Uh, make it abundant, declare that they have a grant during that cycle. The GMC is seeking feedback from the community on how to amend this issue, if at all. So Val was the first person to reply, saying honestly I'm fine with simply removing this entirely and bringing something back if there's an issue. If I recall correctly, and it's been a minute, the idea here is that we don't want the GMC members denying others so they can get more of some scarce pie right now but we're more uh, good idea limited than resource limited, so I don't think this is adding value. Definitely a worthwhile thing to figure out when we do hit scarcity though. And then Dr Dufa says, I don't know about this. I'm sympathetic to the concern, but if the same people are routinely applying for grants and on the GMC, it seems something has gone wrong along the way. It's not about if they can be trusted but about appearances however I'm also not naive to the fact that it can be hard to find people to serve committee on committees who are also um, from the same who also not from the same small group of active community members maybe for any cycle where the funding requests are greater than the GMC budget for that cycle they are restricted in participating otherwise they are allowed um, And then I had a comment saying, I agree with Val in this situation. The text should be removed entirely except for restricting the individual GMC member from commenting on their own grant application. If PDAO members feel this is an issue, we can certainly bring this up again after a few cycles. So um, I like um, Val's idea of the scarcity thing as well. Um, I think that definitely makes sense. Um, You know, we've got thousands of RPL in the... In, in waiting to apply for to give out on grants and once that situation changes and you know it's like people fighting over scarce resources then it might be um, worthwhile to put restrictions in place and who can apply and can't like um, adjudicate on grants but until then I think you know we're all good to go um, and um, I really think that this, this language should be changed. Of course if you have any ideas or opinions about this pop into the forum and leave your ideas, we'd love to hear them. Okay, let's move on from that now to this next piece of um, information we have. So patches here says, since you all don't look at support, please don't install an operating system upgrades until all clear or your metrics will break. Or if you don't use uh, Grafana, then whatever. So let's have a look at support and see what patches is talking about. So here, there's a screenshot from support of a person's diff- uh, Grafana dashboard all being like balked, I think is the official language. Um, I think uh, what was figured out was that um, if you um, update, you know your your system, then um, something is happening on the back end where um, it your node is not talking to Grafana anymore and none of the information is being uh, transmitted the way it should be. So um, if you are a daily Grafana user then maybe it's worth not updating your um, operating system until you... um, unless we figure out what's what's going wrong with that. And at the moment I don't know what is going wrong with that. Um, I'm not sure whether yeah, I'm not sure what, um, if if we know what's going wrong with it, I'm sure you know somebody will help me out with that information in the next day or so, but um, if we, yeah, it seems like there might be an issue with Docker, so Steely's saying bad Docker, um, but as soon as we figure out what's going on then I'll, I'll let you all know and we can, we can, um, we can figure that out together. Okay, um, so next we have this uh, reminder from Shifrin saying that only 84 people out of the 150 who got pop-ups have registered for the diversity raffle. Um, and Shifrin says, don't forget to register here. So, what is that per Dev- uh, client diversity raffle? Let me remind you. So, Shifrin had a month long campaign in June to get people off Geth and. On- a minority execution layer client Um, people who are already on a minority execution layer client like me or others who had switched because of this because of this, um, this campaign they were given NFTs those NFTs are used as Um, raffle tickets in this raffle so here it says you know the Rocky pool client diversity initiative Um, raffles um, start daytime is pending raffles should start around the second week of july so that should be in the next couple of days maybe this weekend something like that or sometime next week and then the prizes, you know, the first one's 12 RPL with a whole bunch of other things attached. The um, prizes number 2 to 6 are 0.1 ETH, which is really nice. And then prizes number 7 to 23 are 4 RPL, which is also really nice. And then um, the next um, 8 prizes, 6, 7 prizes, sorry, are um, NFTs. Uh, there's some Rocketeers and um, Rocketeer Progenies. to to give out and then the description is you know the Rocky pool community demonstrated its commitment to decentralization and ethereum's principles by collectively supporting and promoting the use of minority clients this initiative showcased the strength um, and unity of the community uh, highlighting their dedication to upholding the values of the ethereum ecosystem this raffle is held to celebrate the success of the participants and the initiative overall so of course there's three pops but only you only get one ticket and so far there's 92 people now who have entered um so you've got like a one in three chance of winning something and one in um four chance of winning actual crypto which is which is amazing odds um really really good odds so if you are um, you know if you have those pops and you haven't um entered yet get to the address in the description below and you can you can enter into this raffle that you might have a decent chance of winning something okay Uh, next we had a little bit of a drama between uh, different uh, counting systems so ken here said i just noticed we passed 1 million eth of total value locked on um, and this is a screenshot of grafana uh, showing that there's a, a whole lot of eth locked in in rocket pool uh, and, and this is just on like um nodes for in terms of staking it's not including um, rpl staked in that value locked at the same time and um you know that's a really nice milestone however others were quick to point out that it's not actually quite the case and that can um the value that um grafana is throwing up has some mistakes in it and um Invis was the one who was like kind of pointing that out so he said that um, the total ETH locked is 766,000 oh no actually maybe it did claim RPL locked as well yeah okay it did claim RPL it did include RPL locked so it says um total ETH locked is 766,229 that's including the um, ETH that is staked the RETH that is in collateral the undistributed balances and unclaimed rewards oh but maybe it doesn't include the queue and then it says total rpl locked is a uh, nine million one hundred and ten thousand um the rpl staked is um, eight hundred eight million nine hundred thousand unclaimed rewards one hundred seventy thousand. slashed rpl zero unused inflation um two million uh, sorry two thousand six hundred not million and then total uh, locked value is nine hundred and fifty thousand ETH or about one point eight billion dollars. So Ken was like, hmm. So there was a whole discussion that kind of popped up about why um the numbers might be wrong. Ken says I trust the, I think I trust the Oz more than Grafana, but why the difference? And um in this is because Grafana is legacy code from like two protocol updates ago and that there's some issues with like how the numbers it's gathering and um he says my sleepy and this says that my sleepy guess is that isn't accounting for exited mini pools or something like that and patches says grafana is probably yeah that exiting a mini pool leaves it in staking status and just sets a bull so i bet the metrics collector counted those as active still and he says check out um slash tvl show all true and um not says somehow the difference is bigger, but how many? And then Ken says, How many mini pools are active in Rocket Pool? Grafana is showing 25,105 staking plus 121 in pre launch, so that is 807,000 ETH, which is more than Invis's calculations. Are the mini pool numbers right? So pa- uh, Patches says, You know, vacants dissolves, dissolves, um, and uh, Nashua not says see big, uh, beacon stats, so then, um, you know, he got information from um the pteris's website rocket scan and that's showing um 25 staking with 121 pre-launch mini pool queues 216 bond reductions 83 um and then there's a screenshot here of Invisi's stuff. It says mini pool states. This pending is three thousand seven hundred and fifty. Active is twenty thousand and thirty. And existed is one thousand six hundred and eighty four. So there's some differences there too. Um, and then if you have a look at uh, the grafana it says the staking is 25105 finalized is um 1578 initialized 216 so there's some like inconsistencies with with the numbers how they're not matching and then uh, noshua says existing mini pools explains 53000 each difference grafana still has 6000 more after accounting for that and then um Ken says, we've got so many validators, we've lost count. (laughs) I really like that. That's great. Um, And then uh, Nosha says, Grafana and RocketScan are based on the execution state, uh, layer state, mini pools stay in staking state forever, including exited ones. Um, He says, I'm guessing that the new Atlas Q, 200 mini pools in Q and 200 times um, 32 ETH is roughly the difference. So um, Ken says, so Invis reports 23 Thousand seven hundred eighty pending and active mini pools rocket scan reports 25,105 staking and 121 pre-launch and two hundred sixteen mini pools in the queue but I need to subtract um, 1684 exit mini pools from that staking so the total number is 23,758 and that's really close to inviss number of 23,780 um, the difference might be slashed mini pools I think we might have had 12 no, that's 22 slashings. That's too many. I don't think we've had that many slashings. Um, and then he says, is this the correct math? I still don't get why we don't obtain the same number from of current mini pools. And then um, sure says, I'm not sure about the 22 mini pool difference. Ken says, I'm perplexed as well. I don't think I did the arithmetic wrong on, on my phone. And then um, Invis says, I don't know, my math is probably more accurate. Um, I just know that my math is probably more accurate, and then um, Joel comes in and says, I want to highlight that we've reached the point where I don't even tunnel vision, oh no, that's something else, <laughs> um, yeah, so um, Ken says I have a feeling that is true about the math, uh, this is math, uh, given the detail in your set, but it's weird and a bit of a tall tale, tail telltale um when the other numbers cannot be ordered to equal the other method of calculation I kind of feeling that we missed something so um queued mini pools are only worth one eth and my notes are, uh, yeah so yeah we're still trying to f- figure this out um yeah can says but I'm still trying to count the current mini pools ones that have not finalized the mini pool count should match right maybe I'm just too tired to do the maths um and then there's even more numbers here, where um, Rocket Watch is pulling up um, different numbers. Mini um, pool count twenty five thousand, no twenty um, seven. And then Ken says, "You're killing me." Yet yeah, another number. Um, he says, "I again." This says, "I would re- ignore Rocket Scan. The last data point on that chart is from three days ago. So there's some issues there as well. So, yeah, um, I." Th- i'm not sure where that conversation ends but it's i think it's still a mystery um if 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 that mystery has been solved please let me know and i'll cover it in tomorrow's episode otherwise um hopefully someone will get to the bottom of why the numbers are not adding up and how many mini pools slash validators we have on rocket pool in total okay um yesterday of course was the new rewards period that started so every time there's the rewards period there's um Order, order guessing game, and you know the, uh, members of the community like to take part in the game to try to guess the order of the different um, order members and their the the as as they get their um, hashes in for their tree generation, and here we have um, results from Trevor N, who actually won the raffle yesterday. Uh, not the raffle sorry the guessing game yesterday and the prize was 5 rpl um fizz of course said that this was the last uh game that he was he would be supporting with the prize but people can carry on doing it if they want but uh, the order was um, rocket scientists um super um uh, lighthouse anthony sasano and then uh, rocket pool one rocket pool t coinbase ventures um rocket pool 3 rocket pool 2 and then, um, crypto manufacturer, that's Yorick. Um, so, uh, here, Trevor N actually got 7.25, which I think someone was saying was an all-time high score on this game. So, that's really cool. Congratulations, Trevor N for winning the last, um, raffle game with the prize the last uh all guessing game with a prize um that's really cool maybe someone will keep the prize going i think um it's nice little thing that happens in the community and um maybe you know the grant application window is open it might be worth writing a grant for that um and of course, you know, as the rewards period ended, then the new rewards period begins and uh, RPL inflated by 70,025.8 new RPL. The total spl- supply now is 19,547,495 RPL in total and um, that, that is, that's going to, you know, the 5% of the inflation is going to be divided out amongst um, node operators, amongst the, the PDAO, the ODAO, um, and um, all those good people so yeah there's now 1.5 million more RPL than there was when the protocol went live on mainnet so we've inflated five percent since that time (laughs) okay and finally there's this um screenshot that someone shared um here Hippocrates shared it about the Maverick exchange that I've talked about on Rocket Fuel and on um into the DeFi and the Gravita episode a couple of times so you know this is something that I mentioned on the show a few times so I'm definitely putting this information out there to let you all know that there's some question marks about this now so in the Maverick discord there was a comment here um by a person saying I was looking around and wondering where you push the factory pool contract source code on Etherscan or github um, where's that information basically and then someone says that given that Maverick protocol has 42 million in TVL it seems very strange that the source code of the contracts is not publicly available I thought complete transparency was a core tenant of DeFi why should anyone trust the code if they can't read the source and then Zach says yeah open source is definitely our plan So I presume Zach is one of their team members who still hasn't um you know shared the information yet and Joachim says to be frank um contract verification is kind of the cornerstone and foundation of DeFi safety, transparency and security. Without it, it becomes impossible to know what kinds of contract performance risks a user is taking on. It is unlikely, but for all we know, the person who deployed the pool factory could have slipped a rug into the code right before deploying it and literally none of us would have the means to know for sure this might as well be a fully custodial centralized exchange i understand you guys want to protect your intellectual property but there are plenty of perfectly useful licenses and legal terms for releasing the code to do that without giving away your intellectual property and still giving the users the means to know exactly the terms of the contracts that they are agreeing to so this is definitely um, you know a, a red flag in all honesty about a project um, and this is not you know the normal way that DeFi projects traditionally operate so um, definitely um, keep that in mind if you are um, providing liquidity on on Maverick um, because like Joachim says here um, there is a possibility that there could be something malicious slipped into the codes and there's no way for any of us to know what that would be because we haven't being able to see the source code and we don't know what's supposed to be there and why isn't supposed to be there and what like you know where it stands. So this is something that's really interesting and um it's really unusual that um you know a protocol of Maverick size and who've gotten a lot of hype recently in the defi spaces um uh, why they're not actually open sourcing their information. Um I find that really unusual. Um it's not necessarily like you know cause for alarm but um, it's like I said, it's it's a red flag. So um, I don't know if their team has given a better answer about this, yeah, or not, or what they're what they're doing. But um, if you um, if you have if you have uh, any money, if you have any, t- you know, value locked on uh, Maverick, definitely keep that in consideration. Um, whether you want to withdraw or not, I guess that's your decision to make. But um, it definitely is a is a red flag and. Yeah, so here's non-fungible Yukum saying that the code is not is not open sourced, um but it's not too much of a there's not too much of the discussion that's going on. So um if if there is an if there are any updates then I'll I'll try to let you know. But on that note, I hope you all have um a lovely rest of your day and I will see you all tomorrow. Bye.